The Successful Servant Leader Podcast is all about the pioneer woman on her unique journey of becoming and being who God has called her to be. The divine connection between the wealth mindset and success in every area of our lives can no longer be denied. Successful Servant Leader teaches us how to increase our confidence and strategically and effectively serve while in the pursuit of success in our lives, our faith, and our businesses. I'm your host, Victoria Grace, and welcome to the show. Hello guys, welcome to this episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast. Y'all already know, I want to thank you so much for being a part and tuning into this movement. I am so glad that you are here. Give yourself a pat on the back for intentionally choosing to be a part of this conversation that I know for a fact will help all of us level up spiritually, personally, and professionally. I am so excited to get into today's topic. God just blew my mind with this one, but If you're new here, welcome. Go ahead and make sure that you hit that subscribe button on whatever app you're listening on. You will get a fresh episode on either the wealthy place, healthy behavior change, and current topics related to the modern day servant leader and the modern day pioneer, okay? Every single week. Happy new week, you guys. I pray that your last week was off the chain. And if it wasn't, Let's do what we can to make sure that this week is. Today's BT is based off of Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 4. Say it with me. God has given me the victory. It's very, very simple this week. Let it come out of your own mouth and into your atmosphere. God has given me the victory. Period. Stand firmly on that. Believe that you have the power and the authority through Christ to mentally and physically align yourself with God's truth regularly and consistently and not just on occasion. You guys already know that these biblical truths come straight from our community, Sisters in Pursuit. And so if you haven't joined Sisters in Pursuit yet, it is 100% free and the link is available in the show notes. I kind of spilled a little bit of our tea just a little bit early. Um, and basically, number one, you guys need to join Sisters in Pursuit. We have so much going on and coming up in this season. I do not want you to miss out because you only connect with us here on the podcast. Make sure that you join Sisters in Pursuit. Like I said, the link is available in the show notes. We have an amazing, amazing event coming up on June 16th. So you want to make sure that you are in the room, okay? Also, the last little bit of tea that I have to spill is just a reminder that we have our Wednesday prayer call every single Wednesday. I call it our weekly power prayer call, but it's every single Wednesday, 6.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. I have every single time that I could think of mapped out for you in the show notes with all of the access information. So you have no excuse except for to go ahead, set your alarm and join us each and every week for a power prayer call. Make sure that you make prayer a part of your life in this season so that we can be the servant leaders and the pioneers that God is calling us to be. So as we go ahead and get started, you guys, I just want to give you a little bit of a recap of my weekend. And that is how God kind of just randomly downloaded today's 
podcast episode. And like I said, he just blew my mind away with this one. But let me tell you. So today I'm actually recording this on Monday the 6th. You're going to get this today. I'm recording it today because your girl had a long weekend. Okay. And so that's just that. Okay. But I'm about to tell y'all. <laughs> so last Wednesday, June 1st, my family and I, we left Dallas to head on up to Flint, Michigan. And pretty much spend the entire weekend with our families. My mom was getting married. She got married on Saturday, June 4th. And you guys, it was so beautiful. Just God is doing a new thing in this season. I think I shared a few episodes back where Tiffany Montgomery, um, she has been just letting it ring from the rooftops that this is the year of the bride. And so I have seen so many people getting married, so many people getting proposed to this is the year of the bride. And you guys already know, like I said, every time God does something good, the enemy wants to come back and he wants to rewind that thing. He wants to do the opposite. And so just keep that in mind. But anywho, the year of the bride, my mom got married on Saturday. We left Wednesday and it was just so much going on to make sure that we all go see each and every family member. Mind you, I am from Flint, Michigan. All of our families live in Flint, Michigan. However, the wedding was taking place in Detroit, Michigan, which is about an hour and 20 from Flint. So it was a lot of driving going on and a lot of different things going on. So let's get to Saturday morning. So the entire time I'm like, okay, God, I need to have a podcast episode from Monday and I don't want to wait to the very last minute to try to figure this out. God, help me out here. And mind you, I've been asking him ever since last Monday because I already knew this week was going to be busy. So he didn't give me nothing. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't until Saturday I made it to get my hair done because the wedding was Saturday. I and my sister, we were both in the wedding. We get to our hair appointment and she's washing my hair. And as she's washing my hair, she's talking to one of her coworkers who's also washing hair. And she's telling them how she just had this amazing time last weekend. And it was her first time on a boat and on the water and all of these different things. And she was just talking about how she loved it. Loved, loved, loved it. However, she did not know how to swim. And they just started to talk about, you know, black people don't swim and it's okay and da da da. And then somebody asked her if her grandchildren knew how to swim because she had mentioned she wanted to take her grandchildren with her on the water and on the boat so that they could experience it. And she was like, yeah, they don't know how to swim. And they were like, they're going to have to learn how to swim just to be sure. And she was like, well, I was on the boat and he wouldn't let me do anything else except drive the boat because I didn't know how to swim. Da da da. So they're just going on. On and talking about all of these different things and then talking about going to like Florida and a few other places. And it popped in my head about the concept of a repertoire. And so usually when I get a concept in my head like that and I know is I know it's different just from a regular thought I know like sometimes okay this guy wants me to do something with this or this is just a regular thought that I'm having so I kind of knew he wanted me to do something with it because the way they were talking about it it was just it was really sticking out to me. And mind you guys, I was tired and I had planned to sleep the entire duration because why would you not sleep while you're getting your hair done? Okay. <laughs> and so anyway, couldn't sleep. Concept came to me repertoire. And I said, okay, a repertoire God. Okay. Now you guys know I went to school for applied behavior analysis and in the field of ABA, a repertoire and really 
in any field because it's not just unique to ABA, but it was perfect because God helped me to understand how I can also apply ABA to everyday life, which is something that I've been asking him for. And a repertoire is all of the behaviors that anybody can do. So all of the behaviors that you can do, all of the behaviors that I can do. This is literally everything that is in your hashtag toolbox. Shout out to study notes, ABA, <laughs> your hashtag toolbox. And so the same way a baby comes out and they don't really know anything as they continue to grow and learn, they learn new behaviors that they can do that will either get them something that they desire or get them something that they don't desire, right? So these are the behaviors that we learn and that we know and that we can do. Some of these behaviors are learned and some of these behaviors are unlearned. This is everything in your toolbox. And so today we're going to talk about expanding your repertoire. You have a natural repertoire and you have a spiritual repertoire. And so as I was listening to the beautician, like share with her colleague, it was just dawning on me that if you don't put yourself out there to learn more and experience more, you will never add to your natural repertoire, right? If we in this earthen vessel never do what it takes to go on the water and experience it, mind you, my mom's reception was on a yacht, which I'd never been on a yacht before. I have only been on like a speedboat with some friends years ago. And personally, I absolutely love the water. I love to swim. I love the beach. However, I'm not that acquainted with the water. Now, I can tread water when I need to. I can doggy paddle. I can actually swim, but my stamina, I would have to admit, is not there. But I can swim. Now, on the other hand, I have many people in my family who cannot swim. And so it's very important for me as a mother to make sure that Swimming is a part of my son's repertoire and it comes to him naturally just in case, right? And I don't like that stigma that black people can't swim or don't swim because I personally am a black person who loves the water. Now, I'm not an Olympic swimmer and like I said, my stamina is not there, but if need be, I could tread a float. I could try to, I could get to land if I needed to ask God for some extra stamina, whatever the case may be. I could do that. And so listening to her speak, and I'm just going off of this concept of swimming, but you can apply this to any area of your life. But just going off of her conversation, if she had never gone out, and mind you, this is an older woman. She's definitely older than me, maybe the same age as my mom, um, maybe a little bit older. I'm not really sure, but this is an older black woman. And if she had never gone out, this was her first time on a boat, right? Her first time on a boat. She had never experienced anything like that. And so when asked, could she partake in other things? Did she want to dive in? Did she want to, I don't know, touch the dolphins or wherever? I have no idea where they were. Either way, she could not do any of that because she did not know how to swim. And so swimming was not and is not in her repertoire. Now, the same thing could go for anything else. For instance, public speaking or solo speaking, as some people call it, has not always been in my repertoire. Now, when I was a child, I used to do um, not pageants, but just little events with my class. I did some solo speaking parts. If I was in like a church choir, I did some solo things, but 
it didn't really follow me into adulthood. In in high school, I was a part of the poetry club. And in college, I was friends with a lot of people in poetry society. However, I was not applying myself. So that skill that could have definitely grown from the activities and things like that, that I did as a child in elementary school, it could have grown into something more, which obviously it has. I'm here talking to you now and you guys know I do in-person speaking engagements, shameless plug, book me to speak. It is available on my website. But anyways, it has not always been a part of my repertoire, but had I allowed my fear, had I allowed my imposter syndrome, had I allowed my rejection of myself, right? The in rejection that I felt from other people that I self-imposed on myself as well. Had I allowed those things to stop me from public speaking, I would never be as good as I am today. And trust me, I still have some work to do. I still have some learning and some growing and some maturing to do with everything. Even as a coach, I'm learning and maturing every single day. Even as a course creator, I'm taking a course right now so that I can bring you guys that fire, fire, fire knowledge when it comes to creating courses that will really transform and make impact. And so with that being said, if I had not done the work, if I had not put myself out there to even start speaking, I would not have this ability for instance, to just get on a mic and start to speak after God downloads something simple into my brain like repertoire while someone else is speaking, I wouldn't even have that knowledge or that expertise or that ability to turn it into this episode that I'm turning it into now. I wouldn't even have that courage to turn it into this episode like I'm turning it into now. And so I want to ask you, what is in your repertoire? What is in your repertoire that is so small that God wants you to bring out of that Pandora box. He wants you to take it out of the small box that you have it in. For instance, you only serve at church. He wants you to take serving out of the small box of church. He wants you to take administrative skills out of the small box of your nine to five. He wants you to take talking and teaching on a regular basis out of the the confines of the school environment and take it to YouTube or a podcast or to Instagram live or whatever the case may be. He wants you to expand your repertoire. A lot of these skills we already have, we've dibbled and dabbled in, but we haven't really used them. And as children of God, as servant leaders, as modern pioneer individuals, breaking generational curses and looking forward to building generational wealth, we must expand our repertoires. So you may be saying like, okay, Victoria, this is my first time even hearing this word repertoire or even trying to apply it to my life or to my business or to these desires that God has given me. How do I actually begin to expand my repertoire? Don't worry, sis, I got you. First things first, we're going to head on over to Habakkuk 4 and 6 because we need to understand this scripture. It is like the foundational scripture here because... If we don't understand Habakkuk 4 and 6, how could we ever understand the importance of expanding our natural or our spiritual repertoires? And I think I'm going to have another episode on this. 
diving deeper into truly expanding your spiritual repertoire. But today we're really focusing on our natural repertoire because this is where it starts to be able to truly expand your spiritual repertoire. You can't really do too much in the spirit if you don't understand or do what you need to do to change your behavior here in the natural realm because God needs our faith to match with our work. We've talked about this on so many different occasions. And so Habakkuk 4 and 6, I'm going to read from the King James Version first. It says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now, when, with the children part, I'm like, dang, he said he gonna even forget your children. Like, so for generations to come, because you have rejected me and my knowledge, I am also going to forget you and your children. And so let's go to the New Living Translation because y'all know I like to simple it on up. <laughs> And please forgive me, you guys. It is not Habakkuk 4 and 6. It's Hosea 4 and 6. I don't know why Habakkuk is on the brain. Maybe you guys should go read that and show should I. But Hosea 4 and 6 from the New Living Translation. Now, when I read the King James Version, I was reading Hosea. So Hosea 4 and 6 from the New Living Translation says, My people are destroyed because they don't know me. Since you priests refuse to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priests. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will also forget to bless your children. He said, because they don't know me, they are destroyed. Since you priests refuse to know me. So that goes to let you know that there are priests, there are pastors, there are reverends out there who do not know the Lord. And they're saying that they do. And they're acting as if they do. Remember, we had the Pharisees and the Sadducees who crucified Jesus. They did not know the Lord. All they knew was the text. They did not know the Lord. You got three different sentences in this one verse. Go ahead and read that y'all. That that just really took me back a little bit. So Hosea 4 and 6, New Living Translation. My people are being destroyed because they don't know me, because they lack the knowledge of me, right? From the King James Version. And since you priests refuse to get to know me, I refuse to recognize you as my priest, which means you're up here teaching my word. You're teaching the Torah. You're teaching the New um, Testament. You're doing all of this in my name, but you have no relationship with me. You have no idea who I truly am, which means God is going to refuse to recognize you as well. And then the last sentence, since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will also forget to bless your children. Y'all, that's a generational curse right there. He's literally saying, since you have forgotten the laws of your God, because your priests walk around here acting like they are so holier than thou and like they know me and because you might be walking around here like you are just so holy and so righteous, but you have no idea who I am. And he's saying, my people are being destroyed because they don't know me. If you go back to the King James Version, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge, which in turn will allow me as your God to forget you and I will forget to bless your children. Like that is so deep. And I think we hear this scripture usually where people are like, well, you know, God's people are, they perish for a lack of knowledge. You know, the Bible says his people perish for a lack of knowledge, but are we really talking about this? 
I never even realized that he's put at that last sentence. Since you have forgotten the laws of your God, I will also forget to bless your children. You have forgotten my laws, which means your children won't be blessed, which means your children's children will not be blessed, which means your children's children's children will not be blessed, which means you'll be in a generational curse of poverty, a generational curse of addiction, a generational curse of abuse, a generational curse of fatherless homes, a generational curse of motherless homes, a generational curse of lack of wealth, a generational curse of mental illness. And the list goes on. Oh my goodness. Make sure you guys go back and read Hosea 4 and 6 for yourself and see where you're destroying your lineage for a lack of knowledge. We have to be able to look at ourselves in the mirror when it comes to these things, if you truly want to expand your repertoire. So that's number one. Number two, you have to detach from two things. The first one, detach from the idea that you know it all because you don't. I don't know it all. You don't know it all. Neither of us are God. We don't know it all. However, We have skills, we have knowledge, we have expertise that God can truly deposit on the inside of us. We have gifts, we have talents that God has put on the inside of us that he wants us to use for his glory and to reverse those curses, right? And to get to know him better and see what he can truly do in this earthen vessel. And we don't have to live and subscribe to the recession. We don't have to live and subscribe to the famine. We don't have to have that be our portion, but you have to detach from the idea idea that you know it all and you have to detach from the idea of the one-way syndrome. So the one-way syndrome is there's one way to do this. That's all I've ever known and that's how I'm going to do it. If you continue to hold on to that one-way syndrome, you're never going to get anywhere because if that one way worked, then you probably wouldn't be where you are right now. That's something that I tell (laughs) especially older people. A lot of times they struggle with this the most They really do think it's one way or the highway. And I don't mean people in their 70s or 80s. I mean, you know, 40, 50, 60s, maybe in the 30s, you know, and you're a little bit more moldable in your 20s and your 30s. But, you know, when you start to get to the older 30s and the 40s, sometimes people don't really want to hear what you have to say. And they think I've done it this way. Why, if it's not broke? It's no reason for me to fix it. But how would you ever know if it's broke if you never even went to God to see if this is all he had for you? If you never even went to God to see if he has more for you, if you never even went to God to see, dang, that generational curse is still here. And I'm 40 some years old now. Dang, why are my children doing the same thing that I thought I broke? Why are my children operating in this when I never even operated in that? Mind you, curses do skip generations. These are questions that need answers. So number two. Detach from the idea that you know it all and detach from the one way syndrome. Number three, I need you to begin to understand the art of biblical visualization and manifesting with Christ. It is an art visualization and manifestation. I've had, I have two podcast episodes on this. It was God's idea. The world took it. The enemy took it and turned it into evil. And how people use it nowadays and how you see people using it on social media, biblical manifestation and visualization was God's idea, but you have to use it his way. So number three, begin to understand and apply the art of biblical visualization and manifesting with Christ. Number four, make a choice because you can't do everything at one time. 
Double-mindedness cannot live right here, okay? Make a choice. Focus on that one thing. Expand your repertoire there and then move on when God tells you to move on. Double-mindedness cannot live here. Double-mindedness cannot live here. Say it with me. Double-mindedness cannot live here. Double-mindedness cannot live on the inside of me. Double-mindedness is not my portion. You must make a choice. First of all, the first choice that you have to make is, am I going to do it God's way or am I going to do it the world? way slash my way make your choice you only have one option one or two god's way or the world's way and if you decide to do it your way then you're doing it the world's way so make your choice god's way or the world's way and then make your choice on that thing that you're going to focus on to expand right now and then allow god to continue to use you and to continue to work on the inside of you I have a really great example. Shout out to Desiree Taylor. She was in my program, um, Align and Impact, which used to be called Biz from Scratch. And she joined because she wanted to create a course, which she did create an amazing course called Taylor Made Through Christ. Oh my gosh, it's an amazing, amazing course. Um, and she had to stop in the middle of my course, right? Because she had to write a book. So something that God had to expand my repertoire in was working with her as she wrote her book, because that's what she had to do in that moment. It was an assignment. She had to do it. And as her coach, I couldn't say, well, girl, God didn't tell you to do that. How am I tell her what God told her to do? Number one. <laughs> now, sometimes we might think God told us to do something. And God did not tell us to do something. But this particular instance, I knew that God had told her to pause the course creation and write the book and then continue with the course creation. And so I was able to watch her grow and evolve in that area and pretty much write her book with her alongside her and then go ahead and help her to finish creating her course. It was a beautiful, beautiful thing, but that's just a really, really great example of making your choice. And if God says to do something, you cannot be double-minded. Double-mindedness just does not live here, point blank and period. Point number five. I want you to expand on knowledge and gifts that God has already given you. You must be able to expand on those knowledge and the gifts that God has already given you. A lot of times you might think, oh, I'm not good at public speaking. Oh, I don't look good on camera. Oh, I'm not artistic in this way like I used to be in high school or elementary. Or I'm not good at this or I'm afraid to speak or I have imposter syndrome and I just don't think that that's who I am. I don't think that that's what God God has called me to do. I don't think that's who God has called me to be. I needed to be able to expand on the knowledge and the gifts that God has already given you and that he's downloaded on the inside of you. Because once you expand on that, the repertoire in those areas, God will continue to bless you even more. You have to know that God did not give you the knowledge and the expertise in that particular area and the gift, right? The gift might be to sing, play drums. The gift might be gymnastics. I have no idea what your gifts are, but God did not give you those abilities for them to lie dormant, right? And so I need you to expand on the knowledge and the gifts that God has already given to you. And then last, but certainly, certainly, certainly not least, we're going to head right over to first Peter chapter five, verse seven, because expansion of your repertoire, expansion of anything is like a stretching, right? And when you're expanding your repertoire, you are learning something new or you are building on skills that you already have. And it can be scary sometimes. 
times. It is like going into the unknown because you don't know what God wants to do with that knowledge, with that expertise, with that gift, and with that talent that he has given you. And so First Peter 5 and 7 says, give all your worries and cares to God for he cares about you. So I want you to cast any fear, any worry, and any doubt on the one who has given you the desire to expand your repertoire. You got to just be like, you know what, God? I'm going to do what you told me to do. Maybe I don't have the money to expand on that knowledge yet. Maybe I don't have the money to learn more about that skill. Uh, Maybe I don't have the time just yet to expand on that repertoire. So I'm going to give that worry to you because I know you've put this desire down on the inside of me and I can't get rid of it. I keep having dreams about it. I keep having dreams about it. I'm daydreaming about it. I am just writing about it all the time. I'm talking to other people about it. They bring it up in conversation before I even bring it up in conversation. It just will not leave God. And so from my point of view, from my worldly perspective, I don't see how I can expand this particular repertoire. I don't see how it's going to happen because the money's not there. The time's not there. The resource isn't there. But what you have to just go ahead and do is say, okay, God, I see that it's not here for me right now. I don't see it with my natural eye, but I know you've already taken care of it in the spirit realm. I know you've already got it handled because you're the one that told me to do this. You're the one that knew me before you formed me in my mother's womb. You're the one that told me that I will be able to do this thing. You're the one that gave me the gifts. You're the one that told me I don't want it to lie dormant. You're the one that said that your people perish for a lack of knowledge. Remind God of what his word is and say, okay, God, I don't want to perish for a lack of knowledge. I don't want to sit here and pretend like I know you when I really don't. I don't want my children to not be blessed. I don't want you to forget my children and I don't want you to forget me, right? I don't want you to, and if you have no children, I don't want you to forget my family, the children that are coming after me and my family. So God, I'm going to cast my cares, my worries, my fears, my doubts on you about this thing, because I know you're going to bring that thing to me. I'm going to do my part. And once I do my part, I know you're going to do the rest and you're going to allow me to continue going forward. So last, but certainly not least, I just want you to first Peter five and seven. Give all your worries, give all your fears, give any doubts, right? Give any cares to God because he cares for you. And he's the one that gave you the idea, the desire, the dream, the vision, all of these good things in the first place. He's the one that wants you to bear good fruit. He's the one that wants glory for this gift and this talent that you have. He is the one that wants it all. So you just got to give any care, any fear, any worries to him because he's going to take care of it. So if you have been with me on prophetic planning daily, then you know we prophetically journal every single day. And so I'm going to leave you guys with this question and you can, you know, wait to your quiet time to answer it or while you're driving in the car, ask God and maybe he'll start downloading it on the inside of you. But the question is, God, show me how and where I need to begin the expansion of my repertoire. God, show me how and where I need to expand my repertoire. And so this is where I want to leave you today. And I really want to encourage you to go ahead and join Sisters in Pursuit so that you can get aligned to make the impact that God is calling you to make. It's a free community and we hold each other accountable. We have tea with Tori, 
I'm so excited about TV Tori, but we have all of these different things and we have biblical truths every single day inside of Sisters in Pursuit. So you want to make sure that you are a part of the community. And again, you want to make sure you're a part of the community because we're doing our live training on June 16th. So make sure that you mark your calendars. Next week, we'll be talking about expanding your repertoire, but we'll be going a little bit deeper and talking about what can stop you from really expanding your repertoire. But before we get into that, I want you to ask God that question. God, how and where do I need to expand my repertoire like right now, like in this season? Because we want to be prepared for what's coming. We want to be prepared for our next. We want to be prepared and we want to be way ahead of this world. And we don't want to perish for a lack of knowledge. We don't want to perish because we don't know our God and we don't want our God to forget us or forget to bless our children. Y'all know in that scripture, it could have just said, I will forget your children, but he specifically put, I will forget to bless your children. I don't think that was a by a coincidence or by happenstance. Like he said, I will forget to bless your children. Like, oh my goodness, that is so deep. So I'm gonna leave you guys right there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Successful Servant Leader Podcast. We will be back here next week for another episode. See you then.